Hello and welcome to episode 132 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good man. Good, good. We are back again, back with another Fright Fest movie. I was going to um, say, we're back at Fright Fest. Fright yeah, Fest we're back at Fright Fest. You know? <laughs> we're just reliving that moment over and over again because <laughs> um, it was fantastic. But yeah, well, last week we had a little break for the cinema. Uh, the week before that, uh, we were at, this, at back at Fright Fest. And yeah, we're back there again. Um, a movie that we've wanted to cover for a while now. Uh, it had sort of a limited release last year after Fright Fest. Um, no one really knows, do they? No, like... they never do. <laughs> Uh, with these films but um yeah with it being a seasonal horror movie we definitely wanted to check it in at the end of the year unfortunately we couldn't um but we're gonna watch it in february because why not Um, christmas movies in february what could go wrong exactly so yeah we're gonna be talking about anna and the apocalypse uh in this week uh which is very exciting um I know also, uh, sort of at the tail end of the show, um, but we have both also seen another movie that we need to talk about. Um, (laughs) One from one of our all-time favorite directors um, actually had a movie out last year that we didn't see because it wasn't really horror. Um, It was not. But yeah, you guys might have figured it out by now, but we will discuss that later on. Um, But yeah, the news first. Um, There really isn't too much this week. Um, The main thing is kind of a bit of a strange one, really. And it's kind of more like a warning to put put it out there for you guys. Um, (laughs) What is that? that There's a Child's Play trailer out there. Yeah, there's that as well, but let's not talk about that. Warning, um, warning. Yeah, that's it was awful. Um there there's another trailer though, which I haven't you seen. Watched it. Um I did watch yeah, just move on from Charles, but I did watch it. It was, it was terrible. Um but uh another trailer which I chose not to watch, um, because this is one of the few occasions mm. that Twitter actually helped me out a lot. Yeah, you, me too. Um where yeah kind of the the second trailer for pet cemetery uh, dropped and then everyone was saying that there was a lot of spoilers in it um mm. was it one of the guys who writes for bloody disgusting i think that's where i saw it um yeah bloody disgusting did do a good job of covering this where they basically said yeah. it in their post for the trailer as well where they were like did spoilers they? right there. yeah no i think um, i follow one of the writers and he tweeted just a just a random tweet out there warning people and it was very much appreciated yeah, that's first of all, that's awesome. Um, so mm. yeah, I'm really glad that people are mindful of that. Second of all, what the hell are they doing? Um, I'm yeah. fascinated by this. Obviously, I don't know to the extent what the spoilers are. So this is already something that I hope I've it's not like don't breathe level. Yeah, well, I, I'm fascinated now to see this movie and then go and watch it back because mm. like, like I don't know why, especially the second trailer. This perfectly reminds me of Terminator Genesis where the first trailer was just the movie and it, and it had none of the spoilers involved. And then the second trailer just gave away everything and to the point where it ruined the movie and i'm not going to get into a whole conversation about that movie but i really do feel like it would have been more well received critically had they not ruined it all in the trailer um Mm. because it actually had some really cool story stuff going on but we just all knew it going in um and that was i just feel like trailers are such like a like if if you've if you're doing a big movie the the trailer company is very much removed from the production Mm. company and you know the team making the movie and the director and everyone else and you just think like you can't outsource the first thing that most of the general public are going to see like that should be part of your vision as well how you piecemeal it Mm. you look at things like a cloverfield and kind of like Mm. how you can build hype um you know and do do things right and show nothing or trailers that kind of give you the movie but don't ruin the movie i think like overlord did a great job last year Mm. of just like pure hype in the trailer but didn't feel like it spoiled anything yeah i think Um, that's a really good point to make about happy death day look at happy death day the original 
you know these these production companies obviously outsource them and depending on how mm. big the, the production is because when you talk about something like cloverfield that's so in-house bad robot mm. are in charge of all of that and th- this is back you know to what used to be where cutting a trailer was like an exciting part of the production you know i'm, I'm pretty sure that like these 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 major creators like a jordan peele i'm sure he's very excited to like release a trailer for his movie and he's very yeah, well, like i said. say it's the first time that most of your paying public are going to be able to see what you're producing mm. you know and so don't ruin it you know it's a it's a bigger thing than i think a lot of people give it credit to, you know for Oh, definitely. The, the art of the trailer and obviously avoiding spoilers is something that we've obviously touched upon briefly <laughs> in the course of the show many, many times. Uh, yeah. It's it's fascinating, especially recently. There's kind of two stick out to me, and, and neither of these are horror, so sort of bear with me. But there was the there was the trailer for Hobbs and Shaw. I don't know if you saw that came out in the past week. Um, I saw it came out, but I did not watch it. It's hilarious because it's three and a half minutes long. Um, it shows Fantastic. you every single bit of that movie. It shows you every good joke. It shows you every awesome set piece. Ah, well, I probably just watched the trailer then. Like, I feel like I weren't <laughs> going to watch the film, so job well, done. I did want to see the movie, and I still do because it looks fun if you're into that sort of thing. But it's it ruins everything, and so I was just like, okay, Ooh. and like and like I was two and a half minutes in, and I was like, how is this still a minute left? And you can just it's one of those trailers where you can piece to piece every scene from every scene, and it's unbelievable. Um, and obviously that is like this big blockbuster movie. But then having said that recently what they've done with the avengers endgame trailer is like to me changing the game pun intended where they have shown you nothing of that movie and they keep saying how it's going to be this really long movie and and, and all this yeah. stuff and how they've shown nothing but those like trailers oh those trailers are so hype Oh, they're they're my favorite like trailers I've seen in a very long time, especially for a non-horror because they get you so hyped for something. And like you say, they show you so little. And I hope they continue that. And they they should do because the movie's out in two months. So I can't imagine why they would suddenly just have this explosion of spoilers. Um, mm. and they've obviously done a great job. You know, they didn't even want to give away the goddamn title until a few months ago. So I'm I like to see that these big companies are at least reacting to this in some way. Yeah, um, obviously it's, really it's difficult. Um when you are something that isn't Avengers, you know, they don't, they don't need to release mm. a trailer for Avengers, you know, it's, and so they can afford to be creative with it, you know, and kind of yeah. be clever with it, you know, a, a pet cemetery, it needs to be shown to, to, to give people, you know, a reason to go see it because it isn't just going to get there on name alone, not, not to the extent of an, an Avengers, do you know what I mean? And obviously the name has cachet with the horror community, but you want it to get more worldwide and more bigger like in it. So you need to have a good trailer that shows you Mm. something, but just don't ruin things. Yeah. Like I'm like, say I'm fascinated to see what Mm. this pet cemetery deal is. Um, Yeah. You know how much of a spoiler it is. And I'm sure it is because if people are saying it, yeah, it must be. Bad We've because, been saying like, it about a lot of films that no one else has been. So I dread to yeah, think what it's going to be. Yeah, we're more mindful of it than others. You know, like when Don't Breathe came out, I couldn't believe that there was that one shot mm. in there. And um, yeah. so yeah, I'm fascinated to see this. But yeah, just a warning: if you if you're going to watch the movie, like we obviously are going to, um, don't watch that second trailer. I know I mm. won't anyway. Um, and yeah, I'm really glad that they've warned me now as well. Um, but yeah, kind of that's pretty much it for the news. There is a small hype train update, however. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Very small. Um, yeah. Is, is, I mean, me. is it completed or is it finished? Um, let's get, pass it over to the man himself, Rob Zombie. Um, to which oh, he no, says he's on, not talking again. He says on Instagram. Um, oh, no. Quick update. 
Free From Hell is moving along great, beginning the final stages of post-production. Phew, this fucker has been a lot of work. Um, and then he attaches Sorry. two images. Um, I don't know if, if we've seen you... these before. So what was it? What was his words there? The 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 last stage, the beginning, beginning... The final stages of post post production. So beginning the final <laughs> stages of, of post production. Yeah. So have they started filming this movie yet? <laughs> I don't know because <laughs> I knows? genuinely start to believe they're actually in pre still. Yeah, I just don't know anymore, but it's exciting. Because um, <laughs> I saw that Bill Mosley and Sig Haig were together the other day. So right. I'm just saying, in costume. Like, are, are we are we actually still in pre-production? I feel like they just went to a script reading. Yeah, possibly, and just took a bunch <laughs> of like promo shots that he's just been putting on Twitter, like pretending yeah. that he's editing the film. Um, yeah. We shall see, like one day soon. Hey, Rob, Rob got paid, like, yeah. you know. <laughs> um but yeah it was a bit like you say very small update he's obviously i like that he's at least you know wanting to put something out there it's just obviously we yeah. joke about it but yeah we i would love obviously the, the the two things we're waiting for at this point now is give us the trailer or give us the firm release date um yeah. i think that a trailer is way closer to happen because most horror movies don't have firm release dates at the best of times um yeah, but I, we i mean we we know where it's going to get its world premiere so they could at least announce that yeah they could make do. it public so we yeah. don't you know spoil it at least like credit the people that made it happen um exactly but yeah that's pretty much it for this week uh i train not not as not as much stuff as usual um but yeah should we talk about this week's film let's do it let's talk about anna and the apocalypse So yeah, we didn't sort of mention it at the start. Obviously, we said that it's a Fright Fest movie. Uh, so it's at Fright Fest last year. Um, mm-hmm. It's also a seasonal horror movie. Um, it's so, a Christmas movie. Yeah, set at Christmas. It's not as in your face as you'd expect, really. I think the marketing leans a bit more heavily on that. I, I thought that, but then as I started to kind of unpack this movie in my mind, when I started to have that as an argument that it's not, you know, like, you know, Die Hard's a Christmas movie, but it's not you know, massively. I was like, mm, mm. I don't know. I mean, there's like a couple of songs that are like Christmas related. There's like a snowman that there, she literally has a candy cane as her weapon for a chunk mm. of the movie. I'm like, mm, this is fairly much. Of Christmas, yeah. It's in there. It's in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, there is, there is an element of this movie, which is very major. <laughs> we have yet to discuss, um, mm. which is, that it is also a musical. Um, well, you know, why the hell not? I mean, thoughts on musicals. <laughs> I mean, it turns out I love them. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I I've mean. I've watched a lot of musical always, films lately. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's what I mean. Like, just mm. in recent times, I mean, you know, I've been watching a few and really digging them. So, mm. kind of, I'd completely forgotten that this was a musical going yeah. into it, which is kind of hilarious because I don't know if I'd have been really wanting to go into this movie knowing it was a christmas musical mm. um but yeah kind of recent form kind of has led me to be a little bit more open to musicals so you know yeah like i was not, hey? i was so fascinated by this as a concept because um mm. you know there the, i do like the the occasional musical and obviously i'm a huge horror fan but i've never once ever thought in my mind that they should cross paths um no so... i watched sweeney todd and wanted to gouge my eyeballs out so <laughs> yeah there's many different reasons why that would happen um but yeah kind of hearing about this you know it, it's british as well which you say and it's, mm. it's very very british as we get into it um 
yeah, it's it's a fascinating movie. It's also a zombie movie. Um, yeah. you know, it's, it's many different things. So yeah, I mean, what is I guess the the plot synopsis for this one? Shaun of the Dead meets La La Land. <laughs> poster did the job for me. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That was my favorite quote on the poster as well. It was fantastic. Um, yeah, I mean, basically, you know, it's a fairly kind of normal setup of a zombie apocalypse movie. We get introduced to our kind of main character, Anna, who um, is kind of now leaving high school or sixth form, I guess. Um, mm. And um, instead of going off to uni, she is, uh, looking to kind of travel the world and she's just kind of told her dad this and kind of dealing with that and kind of, um, you know, introduced to kind of her friends and kind of, she has this best friends who's a guy who, um, is very clearly obviously uh, madly in love with her. Mm. Um, and kind of, we get introduced to kind of the, the jock character that's kind of, uh, an ex of Anna's that's a bit of an idiot and kind of her two her best friends that's got a boyfriend and kind of a whole host of cast kind of in a normal kind of school setup with a couple of musical numbers because you know why the hell not mm. um you know first five minutes we almost it's pretty much just like a song straight out of greece really yeah um and um yeah kind of the first the first chunk of this movie I was kind of, you know, super into kind of the songs and just kind of like the over the top theatrics of it because it kind of toes the line between like, because obviously musicals are cheesy and, and kind mm. of, you know, you have to take your disbelief away anyway. But then this kind of like is a parody of that as well. But it toes the line to kind of like being like banging musical to parody, like really weirdly and weirdly well um to yeah, the point super, that i was like, like self-referential oh, isn't yeah, it where the, the characters yeah. are obviously breaking into song they're dancing and singing but then they're kind of they're still continuing the plot like is the movie yeah. doesn't go on pause like the, the the story is still progressing and it's almost mm. like the characters that are involved in the songs are in on it but then the other ones aren't they're just kind of like oh you're just walking down the corridor but in your head you're walking and singing and dancing yeah um, so it's definitely an interesting vibe to take yeah, I really enjoy that. And then, mm. um, yeah, and I kind of thought to myself, well, when are the zombies going to kick in and what's that going to be about? And, um, yeah, from then on, it is kind of, you know, uh, a fairly kind of run of the mill. Like, um, she wakes up and the zombie apocalypse has happened. And the, it's the kind of, you know, it is very much one of the dead, you know, get to the pub, get to the school, basically, in this, mm. in this film. And so they decide that the school is a safe haven. The military will come there for extraction. So a group of them, some are at the school and others are trying to get to the school. And that's kind of the, you know, the rest of the movie is, is in terms of like zombie movies is very by the, by the book kind of mm. style, but it is these kind of songs that break out like in between, um, which we'll, we'll definitely un be unpacking the songs in great detail. Mm. Um, <laughs> but kind of like throughout the movie that, that adds a different element than just a normal zombie movie. Yeah. Yeah, the main man. thing that sort of happens really is that they they kind of it's a lot of the younger cast gets separated from their parents um there mm. is it's not as straightforward as that because there is a, a little bit of a crossover but yeah it's mostly our main group which is obviously like anna and her best friend and a couple of others trying to basically mm. meet up with all their parents who are at the school at the time of the breakout yeah um and that's kind of yeah the main kind of crux of them moving around in the movie um so it's not a movie that takes place in sort of huge areas. You know, it's all very much in this kind of a couple of streets, I would imagine. Um, you, you kind of get this feeling yeah. like it's almost like a small town, isn't it? Like it's very much a small Yeah, we, town. Um, Anna and her best friend, is he, was he called John? I feel like he might have been called John. Yeah. Um, 
were um they they work at a bowling alley and so they kind of there's a chunk of the movie that that's kind of set there as well where they kind of meet up with a couple more friends Hmm. um but yeah i mean i kind of like going into this movie it was something that we were quite into kind of uh, with all the fright fest stuff it was definitely a movie that i saw on the fright fest list and kind of thought to myself yeah i'd like to have seen that it looks like it looks like it was fun and it kind of it it didn't uh, it didn't kind of like get crazy buzz, did it? Coming out of Fright Fest because obviously no. One Cut of the Dead was kind of the zombie movie that, that got all the hype and kind of. I didn't yeah. hear a lot of people talking about this. Um, and kind of um, Night Meets the World was the other zombie movie that I spoke about last week, and kind of you know they all kind of fell in the shadow of One Cut. And mm. um, having watched both of the the movies now, like um, it was a real real strong year for it because kind of like I yeah. I was thoroughly um, I, I was absolutely love this movie like i think um it it made me laugh out loud multiple times i thought the 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 songs like it was such a weird contrast to get you get your head around but the second you you just get in it and you realize that you're just you're having a fun you're going along for a fun ride and just enjoy it like it's super fun um and and yeah kept me thoroughly engaged throughout kind of the thing that surprised me the most was that as the movie progresses, we, we lose characters along the way. And mm. I really felt for pretty much every character that we lost and kind of actually was really rooting for everyone um, pretty much by the end of the movie. And kind of, you know, 10 minutes into this movie when everyone's singing and dancing and just being really silly, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have made me believe that at its core, I would have cared about these people. And by the end of the movie, you know, rooting for them to survive, I really thought it was just going to be a pop them off and, and, and enjoy the, the, the songs and the silliness, but, but actually ended up really caring about them and kind of, yeah, what wasn't really expecting. That. I don't know how you felt about them in that way. Yeah. Like, um, first of all, I was, I was fascinated to hear your thoughts on this movie. Um, because I really didn't know which way it would go. Um, you know, oh, I loved it. Like I loved it so much. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind, of, I'm a little bit surprised, but then I guess I shouldn't be really. Um, but yeah, I, I really like this movie a lot as well. Um, it's, it, it's so charming. Like it's the thing mm. that stands out to me the most is that it just, it, I would struggle for most people to see this, and it would at least put a smile on your face during some parts of the movie. Yeah. Um, because there is so much to love, whether it is the humor, whether it is the characters, um, whether it is the songs, or whether it is the gore, um, and the kills, um there's just so many it's a really well-rounded movie and it's it's incredibly well directed that was like the main thing that really stood out to me it's um, um like what you said there um it's amazing that all the things work because yeah. this this movie is a good zombie movie it has good um like you say it has really good gore the zombies look good um the zombies look bloody you know, fantastic they look yeah really, they, really they look amazing the snowman zombie the first one you get introduced mm. to looks incredible and um yeah really good gore really good characters like the the fact that they managed to not make them so cheesy but it's almost they almost because of the whole musical thing they're so cheesy because of that you grow to love them instantly which works so well for this movie and then the songs themselves like it's weird because we're a horror podcast and yeah, you know, there's these songs that are not horror at all. They're just these really upbeat musical numbers that I fell in mm. love with. 
with the overall rap of the zombie movie the the kind of the, the song that, that anna sings when she first kind of wakes up in the morning uh is it called like brand new day or something oh yeah Where, um, she's like oblivious to it all yeah 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 great. uh t- turning my life around i think it's yeah called or something. yeah and um that's basically like she wakes up ready to kind of like embrace like going on traveling and it's kind of the the um sean of the dead scene where kind mm-hmm. of uh, sean goes off to the shop and is still like half asleep and doesn't realize he's been served by a zombie and stuff um and she's basically going to school and she's got her headphones in and she's dancing and singing to this number as the zombie apocalypse is just going down behind her you've got people running out of houses being chased you've oh, got such an impressive car scene. crashes and she's just and and yeah if you were just to take her she could have been doing a scene from high school musical and mm. But I was I was in it like I was enjoying that part as well, and yeah. then you got the cool zombie stuff as well, and it was super weird for me to be like, shit, like I'm enjoying both of these things, and well, the then thing and I, let alone the combination, it was it yeah. was it was. The thing that I kind of expected going into this was that I thought that it would only they would only be good at one of the things, you know, it'd yeah. either be and most likely it would come across like the musical numbers and the singing would be really shit because, you know, we have seen quite a few musicals lately and they've actually yeah. been really good. And so I thought the case of, oh, well, you know, the songs aren't going to be that good and then we're going to want to look at the horror bits and then it's just yeah. like, OK, the next five minutes you can pretty much skip and it's and they're kind of like forced into the movie because obviously mm. this is such a bizarre concept that it's it's really hard to make it seem natural like it, it genuinely yeah. seems like this movie needed the songs and it need it was the heart and soul of the movie it wasn't just here's a zombie scene five minutes later here's a song five minutes later here's a yeah. zombie scene. it wasn't by the numbers or by the book at no all. and um, i think it's because at the start of the movie you get two or three songs before there's zero zombie outbreak yeah probably you probably get four or five songs to be honest it takes quite a while for the zombie outbreak you, and you kind just of, get three but the the, yeah. the first two are so good and i think that's yeah. what's strong as well is and, that they, they they open with the thunder like they but, knew but when they open with the thunder um <laughs> but when they uh you know when they when they open with these bangers i kind of thought to myself like and, and i said to you like oh no can they actually do the zombie stuff mm. like they've nailed the musical part and i'm like can they really do the other and i really thought that like it would be as you said kind of zombie stuff and then a song kind of in isolation but the way they gel like actual zombie action with musical numbers especially in kind of a song later on involving the jock guy when he kind of comes back was was amazing mm. loved it so much like had me laughing, had me enjoying the action, enjoying the song, just everything. Definitely. I think that's one of the best um, ways you can compare this to Shaun of the Dead is because mm. the main reason why that movie works is it wasn't just like, here's a comedy and here's some horror bits thrown in and like, we're yeah. just going to make fun of it. It's like they set out to make like the best zombie movie possible at the same time of making the best comedy. And mm. it, it was the same here where like you say, there's, I couldn't get over how good the zombies look. I know we already mentioned it, but like they look so much better than most zombie movies today. Yeah. Um, the way they're acted, the way they look visually and the way they're portrayed on screen and then the way they're off in like really creative and fun ways which is exactly what you'd want from a horror yeah. zombie comedy you want the characters to introduce wacky ways the the, the first kill of a zombie yeah. like straight away i'm like 
shit. Like, if you're yeah, leading fantastic. with that, like, mm. what, what else are you going to give me? Yeah, so many cool creative moments. Like, there's a really awesome moment when they're kind of going through the shop that's filled with, like, Christmas trees. Um, mm. And, again, it, it combines, like, the comedy with, I think, I can't remember if there's a song during that part or not. Um, no, not during that part. There's, there's great horror there as well. And, yeah, like... <laughs> It, this to me is one of like the most surprising movies again where i i can't believe how well they achieved everything um some of mm. i guess the only criticisms i have was that i didn't i didn't laugh as much as i would have liked to um again this is like obviously purely a personal thing and i think you probably uh, would maybe disagree um but there was only like a couple of moments that i thought were like relative like actual funny um there was uh, quite a few moments when i i could tell they were going for a joke and i was kind of like oh it didn't really land um yeah i don't know i mean i found myself laughing quite a few times in this movie yeah. very early on it had me absolutely dying mm. i thought the soldier at war song just had me chuckling and and maybe not laugh at loud but just a big smile on my face and grinning yeah. and kind of um oh, the the scene where um uh anna's best friend is singing a christmas song like they, they have like a high school production thing and she's singing like this raunchy christmas song oh, yeah. and the and the headmaster's just getting slowly more and more angry at her and they're just mm. like much like through gritted teeth she's like i'm gonna kill her and then just like goes off stage like that bit made me laugh like a few bits made me laugh and yeah, I, I I thought it was a fun time. Like, definitely not as funny as like Shaun of the Dead. Mm. Um, don't get me wrong, but like, definitely still, you know, made me laugh throughout. Really. Um, but then, like I say, when you actually start to lose characters, I just then started to feel really attached to them and and really, you know, willing them to to kind of get through and um, get reunited with the people they're trying to get reunited with and and all of that stuff and kind of. It, be, it did become less funny at that point, but mm. I also kind of respect it for that, that it kind of, you know, kept the musical stuff, but gave me something else in between. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, I think that that's um, one of the things that this movie does really well and kind of, we don't want to talk about spoilers, but like, no. it's, it really does take some shocking turns. Like there's something that happens at the one hour mark yeah. and this movie's like 90 minutes where I was like, really to the point that I didn't believe it. I was like, they're going to no, I mean, me too. They're me going to do something later on. And it's like, no, they just stood by it. And I was like, my God. And then other stuff happens towards the end as well. I'm like, really? And to the point that the ending's a bit weird. I like the ending yeah. a lot, but it's not the satisfying ending that you'd expect a movie like this to have. It's very ballsy and very out there. And the thing I like about it is that they do telegraph it in the movie. Um, there's some really great foreshadowing. There's a lot of mentioning of kind of what the future is going to hold without going into it too much. But like, they pretty much tell you from the get go what this movie is going to be. You know, they don't like yeah. try and make it seem like it's going to be something it isn't. Um, and yeah. I really like that. I think it works super, super well. Um, yeah, I think I was a, I wasn't a massive fan of the ending. I thought it I thought it did kind of um, end fairly abruptly. I kind of I don't know. I was waiting for like a crescendo, and then it kind of just kind of ended reasonably fast. I feel like I feel like a zombie movie should always end with our characters getting on a helicopter <laughs> and and flying off. Mm. I, you know, I just feel like. You know, Dawn of the Dead made the the rule book, and that is part of it. You know, Resident Evil knows. Mm. Like, <laughs> you, you got to have your characters fly away in a helicopter. I it's mean, there just, wasn't a ticking clock in this either. <sighs> Shit, you're right. <laughs> they just no, haven't I mean, thought that's this through. I liked with this that it really did go its own way, and it does have mm. some moments where you're like, okay, I'd expect this in a zombie movie. But then at times, yeah. I was like, like I, again, it's really hard to not spoil it too much. But mm. talk vaguely the the. The, the people that end up 
in the end and not who you would say at the start of the movie they they really are not and and i respect that i think that it's really cool it's it's has some oh if if you'd have if you'd have said to me which two characters died first like Mm. i would have probably guessed two of the characters that survive like at least you know or you know if you were to say yeah two or three characters you know are being off in this movie like Mm. definitely i'd have said two that that are there at the end like it's just yeah and i and i do respect it for that and it doesn't do it for the sake of doing it as well it makes sense for like where Mm. the characters are the journey they go on and kind of the reasons why they get through it yeah yeah, like I haven't got a lot of criticism for it. I really enjoyed it. Like for me, I'm just like this. This is going on my Christmas list. Like this is my <laughs> this is this is definitely a go to Christmas horror movie for me now. Like the songs and everything else. Like you're feeling like you want a bit of a song at Christmas, but you also want to see some zombies get their heads smashed off. Like it's win win. I think that's you know what's what I mean? crazy about this movie that we, <laughs> that we liked it as much as we did is that it pretty much had everything going against it. Yeah. Where the time of year it's coming out is ridiculous. <laughs> um, I don't know about you, but I watched this on my own. Um, yeah, I did. And I, again, I think this is singing such away to the song <laughs> participation movie. You know, obviously a fright fest would have been perfect, but even yeah. now, like you say, with friends, but even a fright Christmas, fest in August, like it's still <laughs> a bit odd. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, you, you want to be with that, friends, and that's yeah, you want to be in a group, it, yeah. they? Um, whereas. Yeah, watching it on my own in February, I was like, oh, am I really going to like a Christmas musical? Turns out I did. I really liked it. Um, I feel yeah. like we should all, we should have a get together and sing a sing along Anna yeah. and the Apocalypse for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, that's the special upcoming. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I agree with you, really. Like, I don't think there are, there is much that I don't like, other than obviously, like I say, I wish it would have been a little bit funnier. And I think that's more of a personal thing. Um, and the other aspect as well is, I really like the characters a lot, but I do think that they kind of that there's a lot of characters that are very similarly written in the sense that they're just kind of idiots. Um, that that's kind of a, a thing that happens a lot these days with these types of films. Um, but I think there was yeah. like, there was one or two or three too many characters that just played the fool, and it was so that another character could make fun of them and that was the joke if you know what i mean they were the butt of the joke um there was very much at least three male characters that were all very much interchangeable in that kind of role in the movie i think um, i think it's like the reason why i didn't pick up on it as much is because they're like we have a very young cast like yeah. everyone the main ones are quite young so they're all just quite immature mm. and you realize like when the zombie outbreak happens they all revert very much to like shit well we just need our parents yeah you know what i mean it's, it's not like oh we need to go do this we need to you know get to this military camp we need to do this so like no i just I, I need my mom and dad like they were they were so immature in that sense that kind of when they made silly decisions and did silly things it kind of made sense yeah instead of like you know more adult characters that are meant to be having like an actual plan um you, you know and, and that that's why it didn't really stick out for me i i see your point um yeah but yeah it didn't you know that that's why it kind of got away with it yeah like it definitely makes sense for sure um yeah and i obviously i said it earlier but like i need to mention it again incredibly well directed that was one of the things Mm. that like i couldn't get over was the fact that he they they clearly are juggling so many different elements and for them to nail like it's the musical numbers and the songs are shot super well but then the transitions into like the way it slowly goes back into a drama sequence then throws in a couple of jokes then it goes into a full-on horror sequence which is shot like an actual proper horror movie is then straight into an 
a musical number again and really nice transitions like it didn't they made the movie seem more expensive than it was because i have to imagine this mm. was a fairly small budget production yeah. um but they they made the money go as far as they possibly could and so that's what really stood out to me was like wow this guy yeah. has a i actually I actually looked to see whether it was just one person. Yeah. I had in my mind that there might have been a couple of people right. directing this and kind of almost to have like one for the more mu- musical stuff and one for the other yeah, stuff because that would make sense. It, it's just such a different skill set and, and a skill mm. set that you have never seen merged before. Mm. Um, but yeah, another thing that we've not really touched upon is kind of, you know, the, the British as- aspect of this as well. Yeah. Like it feels so english and like we've talked about these kind of movies or, or british i should say um because it's filmed in scotland wasn't it yeah i think um, so well think, there's quite a few scottish um, accents in there so yeah I and um yeah you know and kind of it really captures that kind of high school scenario and it, it, it was somewhat americanized and obviously with the um musical numbers you mm. know like i say the opening scene was a bit grease and kind of not not necessarily how I'd picture like a UK musical, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But then like, as it started to get, get going a bit more, it really then started to feel kind of British in a lot of ways, um, which I enjoyed. And it had like a lot of actors that we, we recognize from kind of normal sitcom British TV and stuff and that sort of thing. And I definitely enjoyed that. Yeah, definitely. That's worth noting because we we've kind of craved that with a few of these. You know, mm. when we watched like Slaughterhouse Rules, we really wanted to yeah. like that and didn't. And and definitely a few of these horror comedies we've seen the British ones haven't delivered. And this is definitely yeah. one of the better ones, um, definitely for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, what would you what would you recommend for this one? Hell yeah, go seek it out even <laughs> in February. Yeah. Like- seek it out in February. Watch it now and then watch it again at Christmas and then every other Christmas yeah it's only just come out on demand uh currently so hopefully this will have like a nice blu-ray um by christmas come um, on arrow <laughs> proud, guys. yeah um because that would be a nice one for sure All i want for you know. christmas <laughs> yeah is the anna blu-ray um but yeah no I'd, I'd completely recommend this as well it's a no-brainer if you if you think that you're remotely the audience for this what this is you know which is a british zombie horror comedy musical um if yeah. that's something that you're remotely interested in watch it for sure um i'm sure i haven't seen any of the trailers or anything but maybe that would uh gauge you sort yeah of you i want to like i want to watch the trailer i did see the trailer but i didn't have a chance to watch it beforehand because yeah, yeah i think it would be good i mean so i just I listen to the soundtrack on loop i'm not gonna lie guys yeah it is on spotify <laughs> which is exciting um <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome, man. Like, what well, I'm, I'm shocked. Like, I was kind of when I watched this, I was surprised I liked it as much as I was, yeah. and then I thought you're gonna probably hate this. Um, <laughs> nah, man. Like, I'm already like, well, I'm gonna have to compare this movie of the year against Upgrade to see which one's my overall favorite for the last <laughs> few years. I mean, listen. All jokes aside. Um, we have seen some great movies this year. We have My seen God. some fantastic ones, yeah. You know, we're early in the year, but like even like Escape Room is the worst movie we've seen this year, last year, yeah. and I was still enjoyable. But I'm, but I'm already like, even Sony is shit in the bed less. Yeah. Like, they're, you know, truth. But also dear, shit in the like bed more last... than everyone else. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, True for Dear last year absolutely mm. shat the bed and didn't live up to the hype. Like, Escape yeah, Room was, was decent, you know, and I'm mm. like, oh, shit like sony bringing it to the party somewhat yeah. and then yeah let alone everything else you know it's and then, gonna be mad yeah yeah next week man like it's just I it's know. just gonna keep going but especially when we saw you know both kind of one cut and um anna and like i say i've seen night eats the world as well and like all of those were kind of these fright festy ones obviously we knew one cut had the bars but we were 
definitely cautious going into them kind of you know they, mm. they had these premises that we were like it sounds like it could be cool you know one cut obviously and then this being a musical you're like oh well, that's something funny and different and you know uh, but actually what, watching them they've executed every single one of them like it's it's amazing the breadth of kind of quality that's still coming out of fright fest that we didn't get to see and you know weren't like i say weren't massively on our radar you know we we, we actively seeked out things like perfect skin early on mm. but kind of like now even still getting these ones that we're thoroughly enjoying i wonder what else was out there man i was gonna say at some point because like i even forgot like perfect skin was a fright fest movie like we're gonna have yeah. to like actually look at the amount of movies that we see because yeah yeah it's a joke like it obviously we discuss it a lot and we do just sound like shills at this point but like the amount of quality that you see over this one week of the year that is then going to be you know the best horror movie stuff that you could possibly see for the next year you know we're still seeing movies into 2019 um that we love that that was at this one place for a week um it's really special man like it's crazy what they've managed to achieve um yeah but yeah that was anna and the apocalypse uh we will take a short break and we'll be right back So yeah, we sort of teased it at the start of the show. Um, but yeah, we've seen another movie, which we were pretty excited for at the end of last year. Um, ended up You saw the Lego movie as well. <laughs> You're such a troll. There's always something coming. Um, <laughs> you know I was, when I cut you off. Yeah. Like, you know I'm just going to be a dick. <laughs> I know, and I wasn't expecting Lego movies, so I've got to give you props for it being unexpected. Um, Jeez, man. Always outside uh, the box me. Exactly. But no, it was another movie from our boy uh fede alvarez who of course you know we've discussed it multiple times but he's made two two. horror movies of the year yeah exactly 10 out of 10 movies um horror movies of the year um just an absolute animal of a director and then yeah his third project taking a half step away from horror um not as much as some of these guys you know like the james wan but he's kind of made uh what was it the girl in the spider's web um girl in the spider's web which is bizarre to say the <laughs> least because it's you know it's part of the girl in the dragon tattoo franchise would you girl describe with, it yeah yeah the girl yeah. the girl franchise um yeah and i don't know whether is this the third book or it's not even the second book no um, there's there's the, like three the, the, foreign movies then there was one american one which was a remake yeah. of one of those films which then is this... kind of the, as far as i can understand because i've seen girl with the dragon tattoo that that seemed like the the beginning it, yeah. it answered questions that i'm sure you have <laughs> with this movie yeah <laughs> um if you actually had those questions because you were caring that much but like for certain things but like mm-hmm. yeah like there were things in this i was like oh because this isn't a sequel not in any way shape or form is this a sequel to in terms of you know that that world you know the the, the yeah. um the daniel craig movie is is a standalone movie as is gun and the spider's web it's just from the same franchise yeah it says it's kind <laughs> of a quasi sequel slash soft reboot um obviously yeah. new director different cast obviously claire foy mm. wasn't in the title role in the previous movie no. um, but yeah so and i didn't daniel kind craig. of yeah, I didn't have any kind of baggage going in. You know, it wasn't a franchise I cared yeah. about or anything like that. It was no. mainly the director, obviously, first and foremost. Um, but then, obviously, hearing that Claire Foy was in it um, and then seeing the trailers, and I thought the trailers were fantastic. Um, mm. Obviously, seeing this movie, phew, 
Yeah, I can't God. wait to know what you think. Yeah, I'm not going to go into it too much because this isn't like a main review. No, but this like, isn't a it's, review. It's one of the most disappointing experiences I've had ever watching a movie um, <laughs> for a very long time. I, I like it just bummed me out because w- within 30 minutes of the movie, I was kind of like, okay, this is pretty much just a very generic spy action movie. Um, there is. I think really that's the thing. There like, this like, is so run of the mill. Yeah, like that that was kind of my feelings 30 minutes in. It was just this is a very, you know, any of these quasi rip-offs of a James Bond movie that happened yeah. in the last 15 years just there's a there's a unnamed device which can end the world and you've got to stop it. Go. And you yeah. can have these okay action sequences, some okay story beats. There's going to be a few twists and turns and you'll leave satisfied. And that's kind of what I thought going in and I was and I was already like that's really disappointing based upon the talent involved. Um then I got to about an hour, and I was like, I do not need to see the end of this movie. I, I was like, this isn't even a ba- like a poor version of one of these movies. It's a really, really bad one. I thought that the all the action sequences sucked. Um, I didn't think any of the characters, like the actors, fit any of the roles, um, which we're going to have to get into, because this has got two of my favorite current actors in, 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 in film today. You know, It's got Claire Foy, and it's got Lakeith Stanfield, who... I love and adore both of them, and neither of those actors fit their roles in this movie in the slightest. They're trying their absolute best, and I can tell, I can see it in their eyes, um, but neither of them should be in this movie. And and this just stinks of Sony in every way, yeah. shape, or form, where they've got all of this money, they've thrown it at the wall, and they're trying to make things stick. They're trying to make this a franchise. Just they're stick trying to, to video things. games, guys. I know. like It's, it's so disappointing. Um, it's so disappointing, obviously, mostly because of Fede's attachment, because of what he's done in his previous two movies and i am worried about his future now because not only do i think this movie is atrocious um but it bombed hard um it was a 43 million dollar budget which is insane anyway um and it only barely grossed 35 million um which is yeah, insane. It's awful. Um, I think last two movies, which made like ten times their budget. You know, yeah. Don't Breathe was a ten million dollar budget and made one hundred and fifty seven million. Um, <laughs> so I that think, shows what he um, should be making. I mean, you just got to hope that he goes back to the genre now. Um, I think. I mean, he was already teasing um, it, wasn't he, on Twitter last year, yeah. like before the release of this, almost yeah. like he knew that this was destined um, to fail. It, it is a tough one. Like we're not going to go into it massively, obviously, mm. but it, but it is just. I was trying because obviously we like the guy and you do feel like you want to root for them then and yeah you, i tried like, so hard the, and like the first half an hour i was kind of digging a couple of the action scenes and stuff a bit but they were they were still like fairly tepid but yeah by the end of it the, the movie's just not good it doesn't explain things as well you know it doesn't like it, it doesn't tell you the characters relationships at all it picks up at a point after because I, like i say i've seen girl with, girl with the dragon tattoo you haven't mm. but this still picks up with our characters with a chunk of time post girl with the dragon tattoo so i was confused as to what their relationships were then i kind of piece things together you've got this overall tale of two sisters that's really poor and just doesn't execute at all um and you've got kind of like this um you know, a, a kind of triple chase almost where you got Lakeith kind of going after Claire Foy, you got Claire Foy going after ultimately her sister. And it's all just kind of like, it's not a clever cat and mouse. It's just all a bit shit and slow and then gets at the end and it all just ties up unsatisfyingly. Like it is just very poor throughout. Um, mm. And it really does, like, if we'd have seen this movie um and not knowing the director behind it would be like well we we're not buzzed to see any this guy's work 
you know, yeah. any, any fresh work he's got. There wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, well, it was really, you know, you could tell that there was talent there. It just mm. didn't have the, the script or the budget or anything else. Like, I'm just like, no, the, the, it when just you, didn't seem like there was talent there. Yeah, and when it, you watch it, this movie, the, the most bizarre thing about it is you're sitting there going, anyone could have made this movie. Yeah. literally anyone and and i'm and I, you have to remind yourself and when the movie ends and it says directed by Fede alvarez it's it, it blows you away because you're like what yeah. how is one of the most talented filmmakers that i've seen in the last 10 years made this like it makes yeah. no sense to me and i it, i'm you so know. frustrated because like i say yeah. it's the biggest budget he's ever had and that's why obviously is like if sony comes to you and says hey make us a movie we're gonna give you 43 million dollars that's super hard to turn down obviously mm-hmm. and it's like you know he's working with people like claire foy and lakeith and and it's fantastic you know all of this stuff and it's like hey you can be part of a build a franchise you know maybe if this movie's successful you get to adapt the next story and all this stuff but it just didn't work it was the wrong fit he was the wrong guy for the world at all uh like completely and yeah the cast man like claire foy i just this was so bizarre that they had her in this movie this was it was so obvious that she's just a hot new thing now and then they just stuck her in this movie and like why she was cast to play this character. She's doing this really weird accent throughout. Um, yeah. Again, not to get actually get too much into the actual movie, but like there are so many bizarre things because obviously there's like a, where, where is the original one set? Kind of somewhere in Eastern Sweden. Europe, I imagine. Yeah. So, so they kind of have, you, you get these American acts, actors, which are then afflicting these like or British actors as well, afflicting these weird yeah. accents. And it's like, what's, what's going well, on? This is there? all set in Sweden, this movie as well. So yeah. So it's, it, was, it was bizarre. It really bothered yeah. me out. Um, I could yeah and it. I think you know we we had to spend a chunk of time on it because I mm. think um we you know have talked a lot about Fede and talked a lot about this film upcoming and it, we have to be honest with our opinion of it and it is yeah. just such a disappointment and I'm just rooting for him to go back to horror you know go back to his roots not necessarily go back to one of his old movies you know I know there's been talk of the don't breathe and that sort of thing I don't need that I just want him to go back to horror like the guy knows horror the the guy can deliver on horror i think that's the main reason why i bring it up is because obviously this has been and gone now and so this is almost like a post-mortem of look we've seen the movie now i think i feared the worst because even though i was really excited for it and i thought the trailer was great kind of the numbers do speak for themselves it's rare when you see a movie like an overlord well the fact that we literally couldn't see it because it just died before like we could even get we were gonna go see it the cinema yeah which is bizarre like you say for a big budget sony released movie you know like they they do put these bad movies or or other movies on Mm. a lot of screens and do at least try and rake in the money whereas they kind of killed this before it even came out because they knew um but yeah i guess that's the reason why i bring it up is obviously post-mortem now like going forward with fede like you know this it's happened now he's not he's no longer two for two unfortunately that's just just the reality of the situation um but it's not really like it's not you can't you can't not salvage this if that makes sense you know he can clearly he's a talented guy this just didn't work out obviously fingers crossed from both of us that he does at least do something in the genre again um yeah because that's what i mean hey man rob zombie made halloween too you yeah. know <laughs> exactly like not everyone makes um bangers every time but yeah like if i was obviously again this is like not what would happen ha- but if like if i was at bloom house i would just be asking him like make us a movie you know like they are yeah. the kings of turning out these five to ten million dollar budget yeah. movies and that's all you need for a horror movie yeah you don't need more than ten million dollars to make a horror movie you really don't um oh, that's right sony <laughs> um god damn it sony you know the the best movies the last few years have really been between that five and ten million dollar and that's what Bloomhouse is so good at and their movies make so much money so hey, you yeah. only need like a couple of thousand dollars and a crazy director with a gopro on your head apparently so yeah i still don't believe that there's no way that movie <laughs> was made for that much um 
but yeah, I guess we should just move on because it's bumming me yeah. out. But we had to mention right. it because it's it's yeah. a shame. Um, do you watch anything? Yeah, else, I did bro? watch. Yeah, I did. Uh, I don't know if you've watched any other movies, but I've watched uh, quite a few, sort of um, f- a couple of Arrow ones. Um, nice. Just sort of briefly touch upon these because I did watch a few. I watched um, The House by the Cemetery, um, yeah. which uh, I wasn't a big fan of. Um, it was probably my least favorite of the Arrow releases so far. Um, not that it's bad, it's just kind of a bit dull. And my main it's a bit issue slow, it was, isn't it? The, the the dubbing which was kind of what made me not like pieces as much as i should have um it was way more egregious in this movie that the uh, the dubbing or the post dubbing mm. um most mostly on these like two ch- uh, child actors which the voice dubbing was really bad um i don't know what they were saying on set when they filmed it but it wasn't what they overdubbed um <laughs> so you yeah. get this weird thing but there's some fun kills in it and it's still it's not bad it's just not as good as most of the movies yeah are it has a charm it still has the charm doesn't it but it yeah. is definitely one of the lesser ones i think um it the last 20 minutes is quite fun yeah when, when things kick off um and so it so it leaves you with like a good final 20 minutes but the i was very bored in the yeah. setup of this movie and then like you say with the dub in it does make things very tedious yeah, I think definitely. this is one of the few where I had to like pause it and come back for a second viewing, and then kind of watching the second half in isolation made me mm. a lot more hot on it because you yeah. got that good <laughs> shit. And none yeah, of I just had to get through it in one yeah. second, and it was yeah, it was hard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then I watched the thing. Um, Hell so yeah. I finally watched my my copy of that, and yeah, super enjoyed it. Obviously, um, I haven't seen it in so long. Like I think I said to you, it's like I remember moments, but couldn't really remember the overall movie like the main moment mm. obviously being like the blood testing sequence um yeah which happens way later on than i remembered in my head like i felt like that was like a first act thing um but that's very much later oh, yeah, no, that's when shit kicks off. um but yeah I, I super enjoyed it it's very slow um compared to a lot of carpenter movies as well um <clears> but, it, but it still has that that feeling of dread for out and like the the monster practical effects are still goddamn oh amazing. that's the thing it's the especially with this arrow release mm. like you wonder sometimes is are the practical effects going to hold up or is it going to yeah. look like ketchup and like <laughs> my god they are outrageous in this movie like when yeah. you when you watch them it's just it, I, i've never seen practical effects better that's yeah the they're, they're like, ridiculous they're like i'd forgot about so many of them at like, the moment when he's kind of using the, the heart uh, monitor uh, you know what are they called yeah shock them um but yeah, he's using them and he kind of like put yeah, the defib. Yeah. Like the guy's chest opens up in these teeth and then he puts his hands down cause he's not looking at it. Just bites his arms off. Like mm. such an insane effect. But yeah, I love yeah, all those. So good. Um, yeah. It's really different for a Carpenter movie, which I like, um, mm. you know, it's not my favorite of his. It's not my favorite Kurt Russell movie either, but I, I really, really like it. Um, yeah. And then sort of the last one of the oldies that I watched uh, was one that you talked about a few weeks ago, um, which is intruder. Um, nice which i loved so much i really did it it? was just exactly what you want um (laughs) those kills man yeah it was great it was really really good the saw kill like the one on the like buzz saw like it's the the most brutal kills i've ever seen in my life like, I don't know I how they done that. It looks they, so good. I'm swear they just killed someone. Yeah, because the uh, like oh, when it starts to go into his teeth. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It, so was, nasty. it was absolutely outrageous. Mm. Um, yeah, unbelievable. But had some great kills. Like, yeah, I, told I love you, the, I told I love the setting wait. as well. Yeah, it was really fun, wasn't it? Just that kind of, you know, mall or, well, kind of shopping center, but yeah. out of hours and kind of the 
you know there's enough people there to make all the kills fun uh this was my kind of sort of old slasher in terms of it really felt tongue-in-cheek like there is a there is a level of ridiculous to it where you know they knew what they were making um like the amount of point of view shots that are in it um you know that are really funny there's like a point of view shot from oh my god there's a point of view shot from a doorknob i've forgotten about that yeah there's one with like a mop where like the the mop head kind of like it's fantastic it is outrageous the guy was just having fun time yeah he really wasn't like have you like that guy because i read the little booklet that came in the blu-ray um that guy is like really interesting because obviously he kind of grew up with like sam raimi bruce campbell um he was really good he's really good friends with like tarantino and eli roth and so he kind of worked on all of those stuff really like hostile um and he's ended up he so he directed um from dustal dawn part two you know as sort of a great film tarantino and rodriguez oh yeah which is great um but he also did hostile free as well <laughs> really um, which is also fantastic yeah it doesn't He's deserve like, to be as good as what it is no exactly and i think that's it makes sense now if, I, if i'd have known that going in i was like oh no this guy actually knows yeah. his shit and he's actually yeah. really close to that. all these yeah. guys um so yeah i loved it it was really, really yeah good. it's fantastic it's fantastic um, yeah that's, yeah that was oh, I, the last one i saw yeah well i watched another one of those because that was from that slasher classic yeah classic, yeah slasher classics collection and um i i also picked up sleepaway camp 2 oh yeah which just randomly and nice. uh watched that the other night like i really enjoyed it it was really fun like it's it is just basically imagine the most low budget version of friday the 13th with terrible but but fun actors where they, they know they're terrible mm-hmm. yeah with these kills that are sometimes silly sometimes good but just everyone's having a ball and mm. then they they at one point dress up as freddie and jason nice so what more do you need i wondered if that was in the movie because um, i've seen obviously the box art and the cover mm. of those old movies where they had like freddie and the jason on the yeah. cover oh yeah well they just did, that's why they did that one scene so they uh, could have freddie and jason on the cover because then everyone's like oh well yeah you know, it's obviously affiliated <laughs> um so yeah it, it's just it knows exactly what it is and it, it was a fun but it was a fun thing like i you know it, yeah if we were to break it down for the movie, it's a bad movie, but it was a fun, bad movie. And it's, yeah. and yeah, it seems like, you know, this, this slasher collection has some charm to it. You know, I'm looking forward to picking up a lot more of these because the two, the two that I watched, you know, the two we've just spoke about were both, both fun. They're, you know, Intruder was far better, but Sleepaway mm. Camp was, was fun ride still. Is there, is there many of these then under this? Yeah, there's like 30 umbrella. or something. Yeah. There's Oof. a lot like between 20 nice. and 30. Yeah. Is it most yeah, of the ones they, that are on the documentary on Intruder? Because I watched um, that. Um, no, because quite, quite a few, a few of those. on there that I want to see. Well, I don't know because quite a few of them I picked up on Arrow. So like Bay of Blood and uh, uh, what was the other one? Oh, there was a the couple burning of or something. Yeah, the burning. Yeah, yeah, I picked that one up, and there was another one. But yeah, the yeah they're all they're all Arrow. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, I don't know. The, I mean, ones, they, they, the ones I wanted to see was um, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Um, I think that, that might be there. Yeah, that one um, looks really good from the clips. Because, the, you know, they have some weird ones, like Children of the Corn is mm. part of this collection. And so, you know, and they kind of go, there's Toolbox Murders and that sort of thing. And then, yeah, then some really obscure ones as well. So, yeah, looks cool. Nice, like, yeah. I'm looking forward to picking up more. Yeah, I definitely want to see more now post Intruder because yeah, that was exactly mm. what I needed. Like they're just they're just fun. They're always so much yeah. fun. Um, but yeah, kind of that, that's it for this week. Obviously, next week there's a big one. Um, Hell yeah! 
you know we always joke Harry, about the where, hype. where are your hype levels at i was like, gonna say we we joke about the hype train but this is this is a true legit stop for the hype train um yeah you know this is the mount rushmore of 2019 for us um because yeah i i cannot wait i really am there isn't a doubt in my mind that I'm not going to be blown away by this movie. And so like the, the hype <laughs> levels are there. So it's kind of like, if it does meet them, it's obviously incredible because I'm just expecting the best. Yeah. The movie. Was yeah. It's so not good. like when we, you know, you know, we talk about big releases and yeah. kind of hype for a big release, but there's, there's a lot of nerves that go into that as well. Thinking like, is it going to deliver? You know, Halloween was the big one last year, you know, yeah. it is going to be the big one this year. And there's hype for that, but this one is just pure enjoyment hype. Like, mm. I can't wait to get it in front of my eyeballs because I know I'm going to love it. Yeah, like, I'm, I next just week show... when, we're, when we're, like, <laughs> just sat here with whiskey, like... Yeah. It's oh man, I'll like, be so sad because like if they if they they got the same director and that that cast and and playing those characters, I just don't see how they could possibly release a movie that I don't enjoy. But that's probably famous last words. Um, yeah, I, really, I feel like I, really I feel like we proper set ourselves up for a fall here. But you nah, know, it's gonna at least at least, we, at least we didn't do a double episode Happy Death Day retrospective. So. <laughs> true <laughs> um but no 2019 is the year of dreams for horror like it's gonna have none, yeah, of, none of the movies are gonna disappoint they're all just gonna be fantastic um but yeah that that is that is this week where we discuss the wonderful anna and the apocalypse uh thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone and through my veins and travels to my head they said you'll die soon enough anyway shut up i can't maybe because i never could how could i start that